Welcome to all our dads out there and our moms. You are listening to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our Friday NFL preview, and we are recording on Wednesday, October 29th. Just kidding. Friday, October 29th. My name is Matthew James, and I am joined by multiple of my dads. And guys, the next time we pod, it will be November. It's pretty wild. Time flies when you're stuck in a world with COVID. <laughs> oh my God. November's great. Kmart, we love early season out of conference college basketball. That's right around love the corner. It. I know you've got to be excited about that. We can fire up the system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I should. I had a dream I was playing basketball. It was crazy. Haven't had a dream like that in years. Beautiful. Can't wait. For, uh, for that to get started. I mean, we got a lot going on right now, but uh, Neil, how's your Friday going? Friday's going great. Um, I had a dream too, but this is a family friendly show. So <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll, that <laughs> be- bad. I'll text you guys about it privately. Chris Duke, Ooh. is it, is it a family friendly show? I don't know. You posted the explicit uh, um, there on the podcast. So we say fucking shit every once in a while. It does have the explicit warning. So, Neil, uh, do you want to open your heart? (laughs) Oh, I went went deep, though, guys. (laughs) Oh, God. Chris, we got to start with this. How a couple couple hilarious things happened last night in the Thursday night game between Arizona and Green Bay. Dennis has been killing us, killing Fade Den by betting the Packers and cashing every single week. How hilarious is it? that he jumps off them last night and they went out right. Amazing. Uh, I was afraid he was going to get cute and take them because he said he liked the cards. Didn't know if he'd change his mind, but he stuck with the Cardinals. It went out right. He ends up taking the over. Uh, That somehow stays under. Thank God for some fourth down stops and some picks in the end zone. And all in all, a phenomenal night. Our NFL goes three and zero, and our college goes three and one. The tides feel like they're turning, Matthew. Let's hope so. Um, Neil, Chris mentioned it. You got to pour one out for over betters, right? I mean, the sequence of events it took in the fourth quarter for that game to not go over fifty and a half—simply uh, incredible. It was something else, but I think—I mean. I- I think even getting to that point, I mean, did Arizona had a third and 10 from their own two yard line on that drive, you know, that they had to convert on. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I wonder what this, what the probability was when Arizona is sitting there on third and 10 from their own two for that to go over. Um, it is a heartbreaking way. I mean, I think as a better year, if you have that over, you almost hope that they just like turn the ball over, punt it back and not get your hopes up. Um, cause yeah, when they're going in and knocking at the door, you're like, this is it. We got, we got it. And then to have it, you know, all taken away from you. It's a, it's a horrible way for lose a bet. I did have one comment though. We didn't talk about like Den, like, you know, you say that Den like fires and I'm interested to Chris, 
what you think. Like, you know, we noticed like trends on teams at Dennis's backs, but God, it's hard for me sometimes to remember like the five teams that I put in the contest last week, let alone like Den's 27 plays that he takes on a weekend. Like, do we think, are we giving him almost too much credit to think that he actually is remembering the teams that he has like, that has been profitable for him? Uh, no, I think he just, I mean, we've seen him this year, even though, and last year, the Chiefs were dog shit against the spread, and he kept taking them. And then this year, he keeps taking them, and they're dog shit against the spread. So uh, I think he just really bets quarterbacks. I think he knows Mahomes. He knows, you know, Brady. That's why he was on the Bucks last week. He knows Rodgers. He knows these guys that are playing at high level, um, and I think he he thinks that they're going to, and especially if it's going to be under a touchdown or something like that, he's going to hammer away. Um, so that's it. That's a good question. And I mean, it's a good point Neil brings up. It's not unlike Den on a college football Saturday to have 20-plus plays easily, easily. Uh, if you want to – if you want to follow somebody who just loves having action, then we we have your guy. Our guy, Kmart, only has a few more minutes here with us today, so I really want to get to him. Kmart, give us something that you love this NFL Week 8 that has to be in your Contest 5. Dude, I got, like, so many games I love, but I probably love the Colts the most, shockingly, but they were kind of my darling coming into the season, but kind of a little injured to start offensively defensively weren't really really utilizing JT that much but lo and behold last four games even the guy I give a lot of shit to Carson Wentz has looked really really good uh, he seems to be healthy after he somehow twists both his ankle on one play so you know I'm back in the Colts I got them at plus one. I think it's contest line is minus two and a half. And I'm like, you know, I'm tired of playing this game where I don't take something because the line is not what I got. So I'm playing it. Their defense is healthy. And I think that's truly where it shines. They have one of the best running defenses in the league. They will stop Henry in that vanilla offense. Just look great the past couple of weeks. I know, but. I think it could be a letdown spot, you know, after those two big wins. Uh, their defense, the Titans, here we are, has been playing pretty well. But I, I just I just don't think they're that talented of a unit to keep it up. You got Michael Pittman with the Colts, who is starting to look like a true number one. Get that play action going with Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, you know, out of the backfield or whoever the hell they're using. I think he's a little nicked up, but – they're, they're rolling on all cylinders, and, you know, I'm, I'm jumping back on board with the Colts. Definitely a lot to go over with this one. The line move throughout the week has been pretty nuts. Uh, speaking of the Titans, I mean, Chris, we'll let you start with this. The, the dens of the world are going to see Tennessee getting points, and they're going to remember that, oh, my God, this team just beat Buffalo and then they beat and then they kicked Kansas city's ass the following week. I want to talk about the schedule here for a second. Those two are both at home. So Tennessee has this tough division matchup on the road. It does not get any easier for them. They go to LA next week to play the Rams and then they play the saints the following week. So 
they're in a, a hell of a scheduling run right now. But Chris, dog to fave line move. Circa actually opened this earlier in the week at Tennessee one and a half. Kyle talked about getting Colts plus one. It has gone through the zero past one past two. It's now Colts laying two and a half. The dens of the world. Do you agree that they're going to see Tennessee off those wins, getting points and say, I have to take them. They're better. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's in by that move has been uh, John Murray at the Westgate. Superbook said that there's about a six to one ticket count on Titans and the line still going that way. It's a definition. He always says some people don't know what they're talking about with reverse line movement, but that is the definition of it. When everyone's betting one side and the line's going the other way. Um, yeah, like you said, they saw those two big wins. They also saw the Titans already beat the Colts. So they're probably saying, wait a second, they're, they're raping teams right now, and they already beat this team, and now they're getting points? Uh, yeah, I agree with Kmart. It sucks that, you know, Vegas went all the way to two and a half, or Circa went all the way to two and a half the contest, but uh, uh, it's probably going to be an ours as well. We'll see. So, Neil, this is one where, you know, you look at this line movement and you look at the sharp action on it, and you know that the Colts appear to be the right side, right? But – People who are newer betters and you're listening to all these shows like this one and everybody's talking about the sharps on the Colts. That does not mean it's a for sure winner. So what do you do with this one when the line is telling you that this is clearly the right side? Do you just follow the smart money and take Indy? Or do you kind of hesitate, stay away? That's a smelly line. Maybe I'm better off passing. How do you approach this one? For me, it's it's hammering the Colts as well. Um, I think when you listen so much and you're listening to the narrative and you when you see that line move and sort of cross the numbers, Matt, that you were talking about, about going, you know, you have a flip-flop dog to fave. Um, you know, you're looking at something where the, the books probably, you know, probably just had it wrong, especially as how quickly, you know, it got hit and just started to continue to continuously move. I think the other thing that I – that one point that I think hasn't been mentioned in this game in particular is like, this is a divisional game where they have already played each other. So they're not going to play each other again, the rest of the way. And we're only in, you know, week eight. What's interesting here is that, you know, the Colts, the Colts really are the ones that are in the desperation spot. Um, you know, you're not going to, if the wild card's not coming out of this division, not going to come from either of these two teams. So it's really the division winner. The Colts lose this game. They're three back in the loss column against the Titans with both head to heads being L's. Um, So that's really motivation wise. Like Tennessee can lose this game and, you know, be fine to challenge for the division. Still Indy has no way like, honestly, this is Indianapolis season right here. um, And they got to lay it on the line. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm with it. Lean, lean Colts in this situation. Nice. Yeah, the, that's a strong, strong pick all the way around. Chris seems like one that Dennis will touch. And I mean, we always want to be malleable. He'll likely be on the perceived better team getting points, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I think that he leans that way. Uh, we'll see because that is a morning game and it's, you know, the morning game has a lot that choose from the bills are playing in the morning um the lions we'll see if he fades the lions Bengals play in the morning rams he loves his rams against the texans so we'll see if he chooses to fire that one or not all right we lost kmart 
Kmart had to run, but we did. We're down one dad, but we did gain another dad. Our reinforcements came in. Joe came through. He's done with work, right? Joe, are you done with work? I just left my last meeting of the day. Hell yeah. So I am done. Now I get to sit in fucking traffic for the next 30 minutes on the way home and finish up this pod. There we go. Well, you are, again, pacing our group. I mean, everybody's under 500, the rest of the four of us, but there's Joe. Joe, how many points are you back of the overall leader? And then, how, or how many points are you we out are of the t- money? We are two and a half points out of the money right now. Okay. And that includes last night for Thursday night football. Okay. So, nice. you know, we haven't had a play yet, so we could, we could potentially catch, but yeah, two and a half play, two and a half points out. If I didn't go fucking four or one and four in the first week, we'd be God. in the top 50. Oh, so God damn. things are looking good where things are looking good, man. We're seven and three in our last 10. We just got to keep keep our shit squared away. Keep grinding. Well, give the listeners the one that you feel most confident in this weekend. All right. So the one I'm most confident in, actually, I just came up with, I got off the phone with Jared about an hour ago. That's going to be the Detroit Lions plus three and a half home dogs against the piece of shit Eagles. We've been fading the Eagles a lot this season, obviously, because of the the underseason wins total. And what really set us apart here is we're looking at quarterbacks, Goff versus Hurts. Who do you like better? Honestly, I like Goff a lot better than I like Hurts because Hurts just throws fucking ground balls into the fucking dirt all day. So I think Goof can hold it together enough to cover this three and a half, maybe win on the money line. But catching three in the hook, I love it. So we'll see what happens. Well, we, we started talking about this one back on Monday's show. Can this be the week that the Lions do it? Neil, what do you think? I'm in agreement with Joe. I, I think this is the week that the Lions do it. Um, I think the one thing that you've seen from the Lions just throughout the whole season, they may not be very good, but damn, if they don't fight till the end. I, you know, I don't know if you guys watched that Lions-Rams game last week, but that was one of the funnest football games, and we always, you know, like to joke and say, you know, we just want coaches to pull their cog out. <laughs> Dan Campbell's got a massive cog. Like, I love – I just love that guy. Um, you know, when you know that your team's not good enough and you're just willing to throw it out there, you know, lay it all out on the line, I loved it. You know, they gave everything they had. I think they're going to, I don't see any, they haven't shown any reason why they're not going to give everything, you know, every single week and keep fighting. I think this is the week they get their first win. I'm with Joe. I I like the lions. Yeah. And I agree. I think uh, at some point the Owen 17, the the chances of doing that is, or avoiding that is going to become a motivation factor. And at Owen seven, you know what, why not this week? There's so much that would steer you away from Philly in this one. You know, last season, they're one and six against the spread as a favorite. Since the start of last season on the road, Philadelphia is three and nine ATS. Chris Duke, this has to be music to your ears, getting to hold your nose and just bathe in the shit that is the poopy Eagles or the poopy Lions. I guess they're both kind of poopy, huh? So we always say when poop plays poop, you take the poopier and uh, the lions are poopier and a little home dog action here. Uh, You just hope that they didn't leave it all out on the field in LA and uh, had a chance to win outright as 16 point dogs. And now they come home and 
people probably expect them to play better. So we'll see. I saw something the other day, the uh, Eagles coach, Joe, you'll love this with the Eagles win total under. So what's his, is it Sirianni? Is that his name? Yeah. This, Nick Sirianni. This idiot who's never called plays before. So he's up there and he's talking about how, you know, we're not seeing the results right now, but what we're doing is we're, we're watering the garden and we're fertilizing it and the flower is going to bloom. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. He said, uh, he said uh, he's going to, he put a picture of a flower. Team is like the roots. We're going to grow out and we're going to become stronger. It's like, (laughs) Okay. That sounds like something I would tell third graders if I taught elementary school. And you're you're going to tell grown men that they're the flower's going to blow. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, there should be nothing else that you need to know. Nothing else that you need to know about this game. You have one coach that wants to grow flowers and water the gra- the garden. The other coach wants to bite motherfuckers' kneecaps off. Right? Like that's all I need to know about the two coaches to there tell me go. who's back. I love it, Joe. I, I tried to convince my group and they just, they couldn't quite get there with the lions, but I, I love it. So let's hit a break real quick. We'll come back and we'll hear what the rest of the dads are looking at and touch on some more games. All right. Coming out of the break, we have to remind and acknowledge that both Neil and Chris went zero and five in the contest last week. So you do what you want Save with their thy plays. Cock. <laughs> we're we're going to post everyone's plays on Sunday morning. You do whatever you want. Neil, you are trying to win. You're not trying to lose. You're not saying fade me. You're not going for booby. Are you? No, breaking news. So I decided I was up late last night. I was crunching some numbers. So I am going to – I'm announcing officially, at least as of now, I'm going to – I'm trying this week, and I'm going to go for season-long booby. <laughs> so I crunching the so crunching the numbers right I I have thirty eight hundred people above me, either tied or above me I literally now as of right now I only have seventy six qualifying entries who are below me and I'm four points off of the the low there are only two individuals right now sitting that have nine points who have fully qualifying locks and my thought process is here is, is that all these individuals who are sort of in this downward spiral are just going to forget to put in an entry at some point additionally. So I have a one in 76 chance as of right now, the way I look at it to hit the booby with only being four points away from it versus the 3,800, you know, individuals who are above me. So I am trying this week to go for boobs. So when I say that I like the lions, the Eagles will be in, the Eagles will be in my contest play. Um, so we'll have to do something on the on the spreadsheet, Matt, just to acknowledge that that it's the opposite. Though again, of course, I'll probably go four and one or have our group's first five and zero oh launch the minute I sit I've announced this year. Well, I guess at worst, what you can do is this is week eight. So this is the final week of quarter two. So this mm-hmm. can be almost a test run for even going for quarter three booby, right? All right. So if you're if you're making picks that you want to lose, give us one that is a terrible bet, but will be in your five because you're trying to go 0 and 5. Trying to go 0 and 5. So again, agreed. The two would the two games that we that Kmart and Joe mentioned are both going to be in. So I'll be on Eagles and I'll be on Tennessee. Um, I think the the other one that's going to be in there for me is going to be my 
is going to be playing the Buffalo Bills at minus 14, obviously thinking that the Dolphins are going to keep this game within 14. Um, this is a – I mean, this is a divisional game at 14 – you know, at 14 points for a divisional game. I mean, I, the preseason line for this was Buffalo minus four and a half was what I saw, right? So we've got 10 points – of swing here. And I think a lot of it's probably warranted. Miami has been one of the most disappointing, if not the most disappointing teams this season, right? One in six, they only have one win. They have all this circulating about, you know, Tua and Watson going on. Um, but I, it's just, I mean, God, 14 points. You're talking, I mean, Matt, what was Buffalo Houston? Do you 17. What, and 17. to your point, what? Neil, in week so, two, Buffalo at Miami was Buffalo three and a half. Yeah. Right. So, and you, so Miami's only a three is only three points better than a Texans team. And I get, you know, Buffalo with that game ended 40 to nothing against the Texans. I, I get that it was an absolute blowout. Um, but I, I just have a really hard time getting, getting to see how this number is 14 for Miami. So, like I said, I, I like Miami to cover in this spot, but the contest I will show, I will be laying 14 with the Buffalo Bills. Chris, I mean, you got pretty much everything that checks the hazmat suit check box here. You've got division dog. You've got inflated line. I mean, are you looking at this one or it, this is pretty poopy? Yeah, I'm looking at it a little bit. Uh, you got to put your, got to hold your nose for that one. Um, I'm also looking at an outrageously inflated one, and I don't know why. I think I just love misery. I love like being like hurting myself and slitting my wrist. So I'm probably gonna be on Jets plus ten and a half <laughs> because. Uh, I don't think there's a seven point difference from last week to this week. Uh, and there's not definitely not a big difference between Mike White, uh, because uh, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you know that Zach Wilson is absolute scum. I think he has like four touchdowns and like 10 interceptions. So not like he's going out there and playing well. Um, just don't think it uh, warrants the Bengals being double-digit faves on the road for the first time since any of us were uh, existed on this earth. So go Jets. You know, you love the Moes, Chris. Zach Wilson's your guy. Mike White is kind of more of a Mo name than Zach Wilson. Don't you right? think? If there, if there ever was uh, a guy to come out of Utah State or uh, Provo, his name would be Mike White. Joe, keep is your group on Buffalo, though? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we are on Buffalo. Um, this one, we're just – we figured this is going to be an unpopular play, so we figured, fuck it. Not a lot of guys in the contest are going to lay 14 points with Buffalo. Uh, you know, we just, we just think that coming out of the bye, that Buffalo is going to just – do work, man. They got, they're one of the few teams that have home field advantage in the NFL still, you know, with like Seattle, maybe KC, probably, you know, uh, Saints sort of, but I think Bill's mafia can hold it down. And uh, yeah, we're going to lay 14 with Buffalo. Look at, you know, the, the previous game they played Buffalo won 35, nothing. And then last season they won 56, 26. 
their last two times they played. So we're expecting the Bills to, to roll here and uh, keep going. And Joe, Neil, are you guys doing anything with the Bengals-Jets game or are we just reserving the Jets for Mr. Hazmat Suit Smelly Poop? For me, I'm not. I'm not touching that game. Um, if that's too smelly, I'll feel. I'll. I'll feel too dirty <laughs> taking the Jets and that. That'd be the only way I couldn't. But I can't. I can't get myself to do it. Yeah, we were. We were in discussion about laying uh, the points with the Bengals, man. Um, just. Just couldn't bring ourselves to do it. That's all. Uh, I just. The Jets are absolute scum. They gave up 50 points to the fucking Patriots last weekend. But you know. Who knows, man? It was just one that just didn't make our top five. So, but yeah, we were leaning towards playing the points with uh, my man crush, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I'm doing it in mine. I just, my group laid 18 and a half with the Cardinals last week against Scum of the Earth Houston. And I'm going to lay the number against Scum of the Earth Jets this week, too. I just think that's kind of a dead team right now between all their injuries. And, and Chris, I know you say fade the injuries, but I don't know. These guys seem to be exempt. And uh, Cincinnati is rolling and firing all cylinders. I just, I do not see. And I think what people aren't talking about, because everyone's talking about Burrow and everyone's talking about Chase and the offense, but since he's defense has really come to play this season. And, uh, and I think that's what maybe the, the public thinks it's all about the offense, but their defense, I mean, the way they limited Lamar, I just think the Jets with the horrible offense already with the backup quarterback, I I just, of course the books aren't going to make the number outrageous, but I don't know if Mike white beats me. So be it. Uh, What else do we want to get to Joe? You got another? Yeah. Go ahead. I think the one thing we got to touch on, I'd be interested is at this point. And right. I think if we go to Sunday night football, Dallas, right. Dallas and Vikings, it, are any of you not putting the Vikings on the contest? Like, is this point spread that gotten to a point with the, the Dak Prescott news that, I mean, we're at, a, I think, a four and a half point difference now versus what's on the contest, which is you're getting a point and a half with the Vikings. And now Vikings yeah. are like three. Yeah, we're, we're going to fire Vikings most likely. I'm just That's probably going to be our fifth play just because, like you said, there's a ton of line value. If Dak gets ruled out, they're going to be six-point dogs most likely. And in the contest, you're, you know, you're laying one and a half with the Cowboys. So how do you not – you're basically getting a teaser for free if you take the Vikings on the, in, the, in the contest and Dak is out. But even then, four and a half points, like, come on, that, there's, it's not often where you can get that much value on a, 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 a game there, especially in Sunday Night Football where the dogs have been covering. Totally agree with Joe. I I think if you're, if you're playing in a contest like this, where the line can't move from what they posted on Thursday, it's just the line value alone. It's a must play. And I mean, we don't have to submit till around noon tomorrow. So we may get some final confirmation that Dak is not going to play. The line sure seems to indicate that he's not. Uh, Those guys typically have pretty solid information before they make a line move like this. I'm seeing three pretty much all across the board right now. Uh, yeah. And Joe and Joe's right. That's only going to go up once Dak officially is ruled out, if that's what ends up happening. And right. And we're really only talking like it's been what 30 hours since Circa posted these numbers from when we're recording right now. So right. That, that one and a half, that Minnesota plus one and a half came out 30 hours ago. And so in the last 30 hours, we've moved from one and a half now all the way to three 
minus on the opposite side. So four and a half, I can't imagine, you know, even if they thought he was 50, 50, you're not talking about a nine point move from Dak off of Dak. So I think the market's telling you that it's more likely than not that he's not playing. Yeah. And Cooper rush is dog shit. So I'd easily give, you know, Dak three points towards the spread on that. And that's probably what the books are thinking too. I'm saying, I'm, I heard it's going to be Vikings minus six. If Dak does get ruled out. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Chris, how about you? You looking at any of these kind of gross matchups that not a lot of people are going to want to touch. There's not going to be a lot of action on Washington, Denver. There's not going to be a lot of action on Jacksonville, Seattle on Carolina, Atlanta, on San Francisco, Chicago. You've got a lot of mediocre to bad teams playing against each other this week. Any of them uh, on your smelly, poopy radar? Yeah, looking at a couple NFC South uh, matchups, looking at taking the Panthers uh, while everyone's jumping ship, seeing how shitty they're playing, and everyone likes the way the Falcons are playing. Um, beat the Jets. Wow, good job. You beat the Jets in London. Fucking idiots. So whatever. And then, oh, you beat the Tua, Tua's Dolphins that suck ass too. So I'd be inclined to take the short road division dog with the Panthers and also the home division dog, Saints. Defense is playing great. Um, had one little long play for a touchdown against the Seahawks. Other than that, they couldn't do shit. Um, and so we'll see if they can stop the run game. And they got great pass defense, too. Maybe they can slow down uh, the receivers for Tampa and cover the five points in the contest. All right, good work, guys. We will, as always, tweet out everyone's contest plays on Sunday morning. Of course, remember, Neil, I'll pitch yours in different font or something like that. This guy is trying to lose and go 0-5, so, uh, so people know exactly what to do there. Hopefully it's a great fade den weekend. We're off to a really good start this week. Hopefully he finally just pisses it all away Saturday and Sunday. And, and uh, Chris, yeah, Vegas is kind of taking it on the chin here the last couple of weeks with a lot of these really popular sides winning, even the dogs. Like, I mean, the Packers were getting a lot of love last night. Colts were getting a lot of love Sunday night. So, I mean, when the public dogs are coming through, you know, the public's having a good run. And I mean, if, if the book's, kind of bounce back then you know fade Dunn's going to bounce back too absolutely and that's what we're hoping for we'll see um usually here in the middle of the season week seven through 12 become these these trap positions and they, they know they're going to you know have a lot of risk they know people will take the short road faves and uh you know the short home faves land less than a touchdown and usually that's when these underdogs start coming through so we'll see if some of the poopy teams can come through um, and some of the unders like last night stay under there we go somehow some way all right chris before we get out of here just remind everybody what happens when you sometimes bet on poop like your jets plus 10 and a half you may go over in the contest baby Woo. Woo. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah